0: All right, y'all ready to receive? Yes. Amen, good. I think this is gonna be good. Uh, there's a lot of things said uh, in the last hour uh, that are gonna go well with what we're gonna share here out of First Peter, and I've heard some conversation going on around here that uh, I think this is gonna bless some people, amen? amen. So, uh, hallelujah. Um, we're gonna be uh, reading, studying in First Peter chapter 1. Um, we're gonna look at verses 3 through 9, and uh, we're going to see that God has victory for us. Amen? Amen. 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 Um, so if you, if you want to turn there, go ahead and turn there or just follow along up uh, on the screen. And, uh, and uh, the Lord's going to bless this. Uh, it says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which, according to His abundant mercy, has begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, To an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled, and that is fading not away, reserved in heaven for you, who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time, wherein you greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, you are in heaviness through manifold temptations, that the trial of your faith, being much more precious than that of gold uh, that is perishing, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ, whom having not seen you love, in whom though now you see him not yet believing, you rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory, receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation of your souls. Hallelujah. Uh, Father God, we just, uh, we love you, Lord. We thank you that uh, you're going to have your way here uh, with my words, Father, with our ears and our eyes to see and hear, Father, and uh, Father, uh, uh, we just soften our hearts to receive your your, your message, your truth here today. Uh, we thank you that your gospel is truth and it is power, Father, hallelujah, and we thank you that you keep us by that power. Father, we're going to give you the praise and honor and glory for the fruit that's going to come forth in Jesus' name, amen, amen. Anybody ever gone through hard times? Amen. <laughs> Amen. Well, good news, saints. Hallelujah. God's given us a, an avenue to victory, saints. Amen. And uh, uh, God's a man. Amen. Amen. I'm not. I don't mean that in a in any way. Uh, uh, God doesn't. God doesn't uh, get us out of a situation. God gets us through a situation. Amen. Amen. And how many of you know when we go through situations, we could just look at the natural in life, and we have experiences that we go through, and we grow, amen? We grow when we face adversity. We grow when we face challenges. Uh, and with each experience that we have, especially being in the family of God, with each experience that we have, we grow, amen? And uh, we, we grow not only in um, his strength, uh, but in the knowledge that he loves us, amen, and that he's good and that he has our best interest in mind, amen. And, um, you know, sometimes, do you have something to say? Can Hang on just a second. Sometimes, uh, well, not sometimes, even with God, there is, a, there is a growing in trust that we have to experience, amen. I mean, we are let down by people in life, amen. And just the plain and simple is, is we as humans, as frail and, and uh, uh, um, under this body that is uh, uh, corrupt, amen, there is a period of growth, there is a period of time that we need to learn not only to trust God, but how to trust God. Amen. And before I get too far, honey, you had something.
1: Well, and the more we go through things and we give it to him and trust in him, and he always gets us through it, we always persevere, Our our faith is building, and we just we get to trust Him more as our Father
0: through
1: the little things and the big things, and because we're like, I know You did this for me before; You're gonna do it again. Amen.
0: Amen. 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 And
1: and there's just no doubt. Amen.
0: Amen. No doubt. And that's part of the growth as well, because when we talk about faith, really what it is is trust, reliance, and dependency. Amen. Mm -hmm. And what we're doing when we trust in the cross, and we see that that's God's avenue for victory over any particular situation in our life, it's not that our faith, like we have a more amount of faith, but what we do have is a greater dependency. And that's what faith is. We believe that Christ died and rose from the grave, and we believe that that alone is the power of God. And when our trust, our faith, trust plus belief is what faith is, when we are trusting in the thing believed, the cross, amen, amen, And we see victory, we grow in our dependence upon this great truth. Amen. And I'm not going to get ahead of myself now, but I'm going to reaffirm to you here probably by the end of this teaching that when our faith is in the cross, our faith is in God who we've never seen before. And that's why I said just a minute ago that we need to grow not only in trust towards God, but in how to trust in God. Because some people separate God and the cross, and they want to go directly to God and just trust God. What I want to show you is that when our trust is in what Jesus has done, our trust is in God. Amen? And so we're going to break down some of these verses and, um, and, and just kind of dissect this. Uh, verse 3, again, 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ... Which according to our good works has begotten us unto a lively hope by the performance of those works. Is <laughs> that what it says. According to our good works, he has begotten us. Hallelujah. According to our sincere love for him, he has begotten us. Amen. According to his abundant mercy. Hallelujah. God loves us. <laughs> amen, it's just, just get. we just need to get that, God loves us, amen, and according to his abundant mercy, he has begotten us, uh, 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 adopted us, uh, made us to be born again children of God, amen, uh, unto a lively hope, hallelujah, amen. by the resurrection of Jesus, saints, amen, it's all about Christ and what he's done for us, amen, amen. hallelujah, and he's, he's, Begotten us to this uh, uh, lively hope, uh, uh, to an inheritance, incorruptible saints, amen? Part of this inheritance is victory, hallelujah. Deliverance, amen. Uh, uh, Protection, hallelujah. Health, we're going to look at the word salvation, and we talk about this a lot, but these things are all included, It's not necessarily a future salvation, it's a present salvation, amen? And we're going to see that uh, God, as long as we trust in what Christ has done, we are guaranteed victory, and it's not out of the situation, it's through the situation, amen, hallelujah. So he's begotten us to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled that is never fading away, amen, and it's reserved for you uh, it's reserved in heaven for you, you who, you who are kept, amen, by the power of God through faith, amen. amen. We can't just say we're kept by the power of God, we have to say we're kept by the power of God through faith, amen. amen. I used to uh, read and I want, I'm want i trying to tell myself to just slow down here today, a lot of times I just, I start skipping. I. <laughs> the power of God, saints, is a, is a broad kind of term, if you will. But I, for me, I used to just think, well, the power of God. God's powerful, right? Amen? And God is powerful. Hallelujah. Um, but it's important that when we see this term, there is a definition to the power of God. Amen? And it's the gospel. And I want to show you this in First in, uh, Corinthians Hallelujah. See, the power of God is not just something that is out there that is uh, a mystery. Amen. God has made known to his people what his power in our life is, saints. Hallelujah. And I want to just show you quickly. We're not going to spend a lot of time here, but I want to show you out of 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and then something in chapter 2. Paul says in chapter 1 of 1 Corinthians verse 17, he says, for Christ sent me not to baptize, but to preach the gospel. Not with wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ should be made of none effect. For the preaching, or logos, the word of the cross, is to them that perish foolishness. But unto us, amen, which are saved, or being saved, it is the power of God, saints. Hallelujah. Amen. The preaching of the cross, the message of the cross, the literal literal work of Jesus in his life, Sinless, spotless life. His sacrifice, sinless, spotless sacrifice, amen. His resurrection, that is the power of God, saints. Hallelujah. So when we see the term, the power of God, and I hope this maybe is, if we're not thinking this way, maybe we will hopefully after today, when we come across this term in the Bible, we, we, our minds need to go to the cross, amen. the power of God, the cross, amen. The grace of God, the cross, amen. hallelujah. The love of God, the cross, Hallelujah. The healing of God. The cross. It's all the cross, saints. Hallelujah. So Paul says here that the preaching of the cross to us that are being saved is the very power of God in our lives. Hallelujah. How many want to be kept by this power? Amen. Well, in chapter 2, verse 1, he goes on to continue to uh, talk to these Corinthians about this great uh, plan, this great power. And he says, And I, brethren, when I came unto you, I I came not with excellency of speech or of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God, for I determined not to know anything amongst you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching of the cross was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but was in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, so that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men but in the power of God. Hallelujah. So I know we're on the same page, but I wanted to show you this, that the power of God is not something that's mysterious and it may or may not affect my life. Paul wants our faith. Why is he preaching the cross? So that our faith will stand in the power of God. Amen? We see that's what he's saying to these Corinthians here, right? He wants our faith to stand in the cross because the cross is the power of God. Hallelujah. So when he says you've been begotten, now we're back in 1 Peter When he says, you have been begotten to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled, and and that is fading not away, it's reserved uh, in heaven for you, you, who are kept, amen, by the power of God through faith, hallelujah, saints, through faith in what Christ has done, you are guaranteed the protection of God, Amen? amen? This word kept means just that, to guard, to protect, Under the, uh, excuse me, uh, to protect by guarding. And I like this. It says, by watching and guarding to preserve one for the attainment of something. Amen? Right here in this setting, Peter is about to say, Hey, you're going to experience these temptations, these manifold temptations, these tribulations, these sorrows, these griefs. These hard times. Amen. That's the setting that he's, that he's laying out here for us. So he's saying to us that, but you'll be protected. You'll be delivered. You're, going, you're about to attain something. It's a victory over the issue that you're going through. As long as your faith will remain in what Christ has done, God is going to protect you and he is going to guard you until the, the attaining of the victory you're looking for, saints. Hallelujah. So... Greatly rejoice, wherein you greatly rejoice, verse 6. Now for a season, if need be, you are in heaviness through manifold temptations. I want to read verses 3 through 6 again to not chop it up. It says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to His abundant mercy has begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, To an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled that is fading not away, reserved in heaven for you who are kept by the power of God, through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time, wherein you greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, you are in heaviness through manifold temptations. The enemy seeks to devour, right? How many of you know the enemy is a liar? <laughs> you all know that, right? Yeah. Do you know the number one thing that the enemy wants us, he wants to trap us in, is to take our eyes off of what Jesus has done and rely on self for the victory. And that's what, these, that's what this is saying. We're going to break some of these words down. If he can take my eyes, if, if he can make the situation bigger than the cross, now we get doubt, right? We get uh, hesitation. We get uh, trying, we, we have the uh, uh, unction to try to overcome a situation by ourselves. The greatest victory the enemy has over us is to take our eyes off of the cross because the greatest victory we have over him is, is the cross. Saints, hallelujah. Amen. So this word, he says, now you greatly rejoice in this hope and this reward and this inheritance that's laid up for you in heaven, but now for a season, there might be some times in this life that you're going to have heaviness through manifold temptations. Heaviness means sorrow, grief, and I like this. It says, to make one uneasy, cause him a scruple. You know what a scruple is? Hesitation or doubt. Whoops. We just look it up in our, it, a feeling of doubt or hesitation. A feeling of doubt. Uh, uh, sometimes we can say, God, where are you in this situation? <laughs> God, you're four days late. Do you have some, uh, You have something, Jonas? Oh, quickly, oh. Was, uh, well, just so we can get it on the mic. No, I was, uh, I, I kind
2: of got hung up on if need be. And how,
0: why is that there? Well, the reason it's here is because it's for our good. <laughs> so, so I'm,
2: so, so
0: what I'm is sometimes we need to go through? You know, we absolutely do, yeah, to grow, to grow, and I believe that's what he's going to say. Now, okay. uh, uh, how many of you know God doesn't test us with evil? Right. Okay, because there are some ministries and teachers' teachings that will say, well, God's putting this trial on you. Well, no, the enemy comes to, 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 to kill, steal, and destroy, the The whole doctrine of does God cause or does God allow? Well, God allows. He hasn't stopped evil, okay? But that doesn't mean he causes. He doesn't cause something to come on you. That's the work of the enemy. How many of you know the scripture says that what the devil meant for bad, God will turn around for good? So, no, he doesn't cause. No, he's not... He's not putting you through these temptations, through these sorrows, through these griefs. That's the enemy trying to come and take your eyes off of him and what he's done for you. Amen. But he allows it to happen. And he, through this trial of our faith, he's excited for his children to grow through this. He's he's excited for us as believers to overcome the evil one, to overcome the trial, to overcome the issue in our life. And he wants to see us get that much more rooted in the cross so that we can continue to walk with this confidence in him. Darby, you have something? And did you have something real quick? Yes.
1: just.
0: Uh, is the it go- on? The
1: good, news, the good news is that it's a season. It's not forever. It's not eternal. It's a season. And it's like compare it to a child when you were a child and you had growing pains remember you had that growth spurt and your knees just hurt so bad or your we go through growing growth spurts but it's only a season and Jesus is with us through the whole thing and brings us out in victory in ways we never imagined it could happen
0: amen just pass that back to Darby and I want to add to that it is just a season and what we need to guard our hearts from, and we do this by faith, we keep our, God's power will keep us, protect us, and, and guard us as long as our faith is in the cross. But this, the, the temptations sometimes bring this heaviness, this scruple, this doubt, this hesitation. Anyone know what I'm talking about? So I hope we're encouraged here because what we're really seeing is that it's just a trial of our faith, which God sees as a precious thing. God wants to see us get through the situation believing that what he said in his promise that Christ and the cross is the power of God. He wants us to believe that. And if we believe that, rely on that truth. Amen. And God's just just not only waiting to show us the victory, but man, I believe God's just sticking it to the devil when one of his kids just gets through it mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and, and he says, you were defeated 2,000 years ago, hallelujah, you're defeated now, you'll be defeated tomorrow, you don't stand a chance as long as through faith in what Christ has done, amen, we allow ourselves to be kept by God and get through this situation, this trial.
1: And in agreement with everything you've said and uh, Cynthia and, and uh, just in agreement with this, I just want to bring out another Part of it also is that in these days, especially, we are being um, groomed, we're being prepared, we're being refined as the bride of Christ. So that when Jesus comes again, we are without spot or blemish. That's what it says. So in building our faith, we won't be ashamed before Him.
0: Amen. 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 Hallelujah. You
1: know, Ryan. He gives us an example with the the uh, man whose son, uh, you know, lived with the, the demons, and you know, he said, "Lord, Lord, can you heal my son?" And and God said, "Do you believe?" He said, "Yes, I believe, but help me with my unbelief, which scruple. are doubts." Amen. And. We can do that. We can say, Lord, I believe you. I know you did this. Just help me with these darts. Help me with these doubts that the enemy are sending me. Amen?
0: Every one of us has and and will do this again. Amen. Uh, Sometimes the the sickness is louder than the truth in our hearts. And and, and don't sit there and rebuke me for that. Sometimes we can sit there and go, man, I feel feel hopeless right now. Amen? But that's where we need to know, and that's where we need to come back to. Hey, with a, Even if it's just the size of a grain of mustard seed, trust in what Christ has done, man, and just allow God to see us through the situation. Jonas.
2: Yeah, um, I, I was thinking about that, and it just came to my mind, and it comes to my mind when, when I'm going through. Uh, Jesus was so honest with us. Amen. When he talked with us in and then, and then John 16, uh, 33, or 633, one of those. But he says, uh, this is Jesus talking. He says in the world you're gonna have tribulation. Amen. Right? And and if I stop there, then you know <laughs> I, I could be heavy uh, you know through those manifest temptations and stuff. Right. But he says, but be of good cheer. Right. Right? Amen. What and why? Because he says I've Hall- overcome the world hallelujah. for you. So Amen. everything that's against you, he's already overcame it by faith. Amen. And what he did on the cross, now amen. we look,
0: to, right? we look, amen. we keep our eyes on him. Amen. amen, amen. And I'm glad you just defined it, because how did he overcome the world? Yeah. Through his death and resurrection, and that's what he's saying. If we just uh, rely on that truth, we vicariously, if you want to say it that way, live through this truth. We live the resurrected life that Jesus provided for us. That's how he overcame, and that's how we overcome if we walk in him. If we walk in him, we have to walk in him the same way we received him, which was by faith in his cross. Uh, James says it like this. We just referred to a trying or a trial. James says, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith is working patience. This word trying, he just alluded, but I want to give you another definition of it. The proving, the proving of your faith. Really, when we're talking about this, I want to be real clear. This basically is saying, this is a trial. Are you trusting in the cross or are you not? When this is referring to faith, don't think it's my my faith that gets me through this. It's what I am trusting in. This is literally basically saying, not literally basically, it is very literally saying, are we trusting in the cross or are we not? Because if we are, then we will be kept by the power of God. And that is what can overcome this scruple, this hesitation, this doubt. Even the, though these manifold temptations are happening, uh, this, this word temptations is, is in almost every sense of its definition is an enticement to sin. Amen? But I want to take it past the idea of just going to the club or something like that. How many of you know, again, the enemy's greatest goal is to get us to be in unbelief? is to get us to not trust in what Jesus has done, to get us to look at the scru- the scruple, the hesitation and the doubt Jesus we all know in john sixteen nine says that that uh, those that or excuse me how does it talk about the sin of unbelief uh, the, the spirit will reprove the world of sin, righteousness and of judgment of sin because they believe not on me amen the the besides the the things the dumb things that we can do, I think this is more talking about Are we trusting in the cross or are we not? It says in the scriptures, someone could help me wear it. It doesn't matter. It's in the Bible. Anything that is not of faith is sin. Amen. So if the enemy can get us to have these doubts through these manifold temptations, he wants us to get our eyes on something other than the power of God. Amen. Paul... And it's, well, it, because we're flesh, we're human, we're, we have the tendency to want to get in the flesh and trust in self, amen, amen. And this is why I, just just a second, this is why I, I wanted to, and I just briefly did it in 1 Corinthians, I wanted to show us, remind us, the cross is the power of God, saints, hallelujah. And as long as we keep our eyes on that, we are guaranteed to get through this, we are guaranteed. That our trial, the trial of our faith is going to work patience. And I'm going to show you something else out of Romans here. (laughs) Romans chapter 5. Just want to show you this is just saying this and just all over the place. Amen. Paul says, therefore, being justified by faith. Now, in the first four chapters, he just talked about justification by faith. And now he's saying he's transitioning in Romans chapter 5. And he says, therefore, being justified by faith, since you're justified, you now have peace with God. Amen. Through Jesus Christ, through what he's done. We, want, we need to know that if we're justified, we're at peace with God. Amen. By whom? By Jesus. We also have access by faith into this grace. In the, it says this in the past tense. Wherein we have stood. We're looking at the King James, but trust me, in a literal translation, it, it has a, it's a referring to we stood in, in, in the message of the cross to be justified. That's the grace that we've stood in. And so, since that's the case, we have peace with God, and through Jesus, we have access by faith into this grace wherein we've already stood and experienced this grace, amen, and we rejoice in hope of the glory of God, and not only so, but we glory in tribulations, (laughs) amen. I know this is tough sometimes, but it's, be of good cheer, because Jesus overcame the world, amen. And why do we glory in tribulations? Because we know that tribulation is working patience, and the patience is working that experience, and experience hope, that great confident expectation. We alluded to it at the beginning of the teaching here. When when we're going through a trial, when we're going through a temptation, it is a trial of our faith. Are we standing firm in the power of God, the cross, or are we not? Amen. Because if we are, I said, God wants to see us grow, right? Right? So when this tribulation comes, we know the victory is the cross. And we look at the cross and we trust in the cross. We rely on the cross patiently. I wish the victory just came at the snap of a finger every time. But it doesn't. Sometimes it does. I'm not saying it can't. But we patiently continue to stand in this grace. Amen. And patience works the experience of overcoming. Amen. And experience is working a confident expectation. The next time a trial comes against me, I'm not going to run the other way. I'm going to have less doubt, less hesitation. I'm going to have a little more dependency and a little more trust on the power of God. Saints. Ah, hallelujah. This is coming together nicely. To wait for his Amen. Amen. Hey, even when he's four days late. Hallelujah. So so I, I'm I'm glad that this is going this well because... You see, God looks at this. This temptation doesn't come from God. God forbid that he would entice a child of his to sin. Amen. Amen. It comes from the enemy. Hallelujah. And I'm so glad that what he meant for bad, God has a greater plan and is going to turn it around for good. And he's going to turn it around for victory. But look at what, I mean, this is what God thinks about this trial. The trial of your faith is much more precious than that of gold. Amen. Amen. It's not just faith that's more precious. The trial of your faith is much more precious. I like to see, I want to see my boy and girls grow, right? Uh, You know, Jared plays baseball, amen? You know, there was a time last season, this is just, give us an idea of, well, I'll just say it. There was a a parable, thank you. We were playing in a tournament um, at the end of last season, and... We were up by one or two runs, and Jeremiah had already thrown, like, 50 pitches, and his limits, like, right at 60, 65, right? And this was a good game, a back-and-forth game, right? And him and I have worked in the backyard a lot on situations, okay? And what I'll tell him is when we practice pitching, and I'll say, Jer, you got three batters right here, just imaginary batters, okay? And he pitches the ball. And he's either going to walk the batter, he's either going to throw four balls, or he's going to throw three strikes. One of the two is going to happen before the other one, right? And so we go through these situations to say, you got three batters here. Let's strike them out. Let's not walk any of these guys, right? Y'all following me? So we get in this game, and we're, it's a back-and-forth game. We're going into the last inning, and he has 15 pitches on his – that's it. If he throws 15 balls this inning, he's out of the inning, Period. Okay, so I get to him before the inning. I said, Jer, because he didn't know all this. I said, Jer, I said, you have 15 pitches. You have to, you're either going to throw strikes or you're going to throw balls, but all you have is 15 pitches. I said, Jer, this is backyard stuff right here. Forget about the game. Forget about the pressure. He doesn't know pressure, thank the Lord. I said, you got 15 pitches. We got to get out of the scene. This is, this is huge right here. This is backyard stuff. That's where we learned it, right? He threw nine pitches that inning. We got all three outs on nine pitches in that inning. (laughs) The point was, what happened? He went through the experience, and he grew. Amen. And how proud was I as a dad? How excited was I that he made it through that trial? There's a lot of kids that get weak in the knees and don't want that. They don't even want that. No, take me out of the game. I'm scared to lose the game for us. Amen. Amen. But how many of you know you're not going to grow if you take that attitude? Amen. So I'm trying to say that we have these experiences, we see these victories, and then patience and and this experience and our reliance upon the cross, we grow, hallelujah. These trials are more precious than than that of gold, amen, because God wants to see his children mature, hallelujah. He wants to see more fruit, amen. We want to see more fruit. These are fruits of of faith, amen, amen. The trial of your faith, amen, being much more precious than that of gold that is perishing, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of, our, of Jesus Christ. The trial of our faith. There's a lot of words here, but what he's saying is the trying of our faith when we when we cling to the cross, when we root ourselves in the cross, ground ourselves in the cross. As Paul would say, when our faith is standing in the power of God, amen, and we see victory, what does it result in? It might be found. What does it result in? Praise and honor and glory to God. Not me. I didn't get me through this. Amen. The power of God got me through this. The Holy Spirit got me through this. The power of the cross got me through this. The cross can be relied on, saints. Hallelujah. Verse 8 Talking about Jesus, whom whom having not seen, yet you love, because he first loved us, hallelujah. In whom, though now you see him not yet believing, hallelujah, you rejoice with joy unspeakable. This word believing, it's really, we, we translate it believing, but it really means having faith in. Amen. Jesus, having faith in him. Of the thing believed. What's the thing believed? The cross of Christ, amen. To, to trust, to rely, to depend on. We never saw Jesus. We didn't see him crucified, and we didn't see him after he was risen from the grave. What does he say, I think, to Simon? Blessed are you who sees and believes, but how much more blessed are they which don't see and yet believe? Has God witnessed to anybody that he's alive, that he's real? Amen. Amen. Has God witnessed to anybody that He's alive and real? Can I get a shout, a hand raise, or something? Hallelujah. I need to, Jonas, I need to take some tips from you because you got control of the people when you teach. And you're like, say, you know, hallelujah. Amen. You haven't seen God. You haven't, you didn't see, you haven't seen the invisible God. You didn't see Jesus on this earth, but you know he's for you. Yes. Amen. That's because of experience, saints. Hallelujah. hallelujah. God is good and, and he's living in us, man. And if we will just trust in what Christ has done, he promises to keep us, to guard us. He's got, he's got something. You're about to attain something. And he's guarding it for you. But he wants you to go through it. Amen. Hallelujah. He wants you to cross the finish line, so to speak. Hallelujah. You haven't seen him, but you love him. And now you see him not, yet you trust, rely, and depend in what he did for you. So you rejoice with joy unspeakable. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Receiving, there, here we go. He's been guarding us to receive something. Amen. He's been guarding us. He's been protecting us. There, he has something that he wants us to attain. And he's just been holding our hand through the trial. Amen. Amen. To the extent that we trust and rely and depend on what he did. Amen. He has something and we're about to receive it. Now it says, receiving the end of your faith. The word end, we think end. But it just means that it, it has the idea of just uh, the, the, the time that the trial was going on. There is an end to this particular trial, I'm trying to find the word for it. The last in any succession or series, the thing is there you go. that by which a thing is finished, it's close, issue. So the trial is coming to an end.. Amen. <laughs> good news. The trial is coming to an end. <laughs> amen. Hallelujah. You will get through it because he will get you through it. Hallelujah. Receiving, I like to say it like this, receiving the victory. Amen. The victory of your faith. Your, not the, the, your faith is the victory. Your faith in what Christ has done is going to bring you the victory. And in this time, God's going to guard you. He's going to protect you. And he's got something. He's got, he's, he's, he's got the bill paid, or the sickness healed, or the relationship reconciled, or whatever the case may be, it's, it's there, he's got it for you, amen, and he's going to guard and protect you until that, and I want to say this, hallelujah, receiving the end, now probably in Peter it is referring to our future salvation, but we're talking right here right now, right, salvation, the health, wholeness, deliverance, I would just, let's just use that word, what's the end of the, the trial, what's the end of this trial, deliverance, yes. from the enemy, From the molestation of the enemy is what the the definition would be. You get the mic for uh, for Jonas. Hallelujah.
2: I just uh, put in there the the result of
0: faith. Yes.
2: The result in whatever that is, like you said. Amen. I'm well, I'm I'm prosperous, I'm delivered, all of those things. Amen. The result
0: of my faith in the prophet. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Tell the people to shout or something, Jonas. You, uh, there you go. Amen. Now, I said, I, I Hallelujah. I said this, and I'm going to, it's just a few verses down, and here's where I'm going to end it. And um, I know that you're all on board here with what we're saying, and I know that you believe that I, when I say, not that I say it, but the scripture says it, that when our trust is in what Christ has done, our trust is in the cross. Amen? This is just a few verses down. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 18, 19, and 20. It says, for as much as you know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things such as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers, but you were redeemed with the precious blood of Christ, who was as of a lamb without blemish and without spot, who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world, the cross was always God's plan A, but was manifested in these last times for you who by him do believe in God. Did you catch it? for you. He was manifested for you. And by him, you believe in God. Hallelujah. See, sometimes I've had it said to me, where's God in this? I've literally had someone say to me, where's God in this? Talking about the preaching of the cross and reliance upon the cross. I don't want to cast such a negative thing on that. Not that you know the individual, but what he was saying to me was, well, the cross, the cross, the cross. What, What about just relying on God to get me through this? And the point I was always trying to make and is now is this is how God gets us through this. Again, Jesus said, John said of Jesus, no man has seen God at any time except the only begotten son. He has declared him. The cross is declaring God to us. Jesus was God in the flesh. His work, literally, I said this to my wife a couple days ago, and I want people to get it. The cross is the word of God. The cross is very literally living, God speaking through the cross. Spoke 2,000 years ago, spoke yesterday, is is speaking healing today, he's speaking love today, he's speaking grace today. The cross is speaking for God. God is saying, I love you. Just look at my son and what he's done for you. Hallelujah. Man, hallelujah. Does does anyone want to go for another 45 minutes or an hour or what? God is good. Whoo, Father of God, we just love you, Lord. We thank you that, uh, man, we thank you for the power of your gospel, Lord. Hallelujah. We thank you that, uh, that dependence, dependency and trust in this room and in individuals is just rising a little bit more today, Father. We thank you that there's a confidence, just that much more of a confidence uh, in the finished work of your, of your glorious sacrifice, Lord. Hallelujah. And we thank you that we can patiently endure the situation that we're going through, knowing that you have victory for us, Father help us with our doubt, help us with our hesitation, help us to keep our eyes on who you are and what you've done for us, Father, hallelujah. We're going to praise you and thank you for every victory that's taking place in this room as we speak, because it is taking place, even if it doesn't manifest for another day or what two or whatever. We're going through the trial, and we're thanking you that victory is happening right now, Father, in Jesus' name, Father, hallelujah. We thank you that you keep us. We thank you that you have a great plan, and we thank you that you've have revealed and keep revealing to us how to really trust, rely, and depend on you, Father. Jesus, you are so worthy of our faith. We thank you for your sacrifice, and we thank you for the fruit in our lives. In Jesus' name, Father, amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord.